Welcome to the Med Evidence Monday Minute with Dr. Michael Corrin and Kevin Gettings of WSOS 103.9 St. Augustine Radio. I thought we would talk about a news item that's just breaking this morning about the FDA and the possibility that they may get to a point where they recommend an annual, annual COVID shot. So rather than keeping up with the matrix of have I been boosted, do I have the right kind of booster, and you know, do I need this brand, do I need Pfizer, Moderna, all that would all get basically synthesized into something that looks a lot like the flu shot, right, Dr. Corrin? Yes. Uh, in fact, Kevin, I think the FDA is finally catching up with what you and I have been talking about for the last two years. Right. So if you recall, early on during the pandemic, you would ask me, could, could I predict whether or not uh, the COVID-19 uh, wild-type virus is going to be something that came and went quickly or something that would become endemic? And we didn't know for sure, but we had a suspicion that it would become endemic once we saw that it started mutating to different strains. Right. And that's exactly what's happened. It, the, the, it's a virus like the flu that mutates very, very rapidly to different strains. And fortunately, some of the strains now are less lethal and less virulent than the strains that we saw initially due to a combination of factors, probably. One is that there's more immunity in the communities. And two, there's probably some fundamental change in the virus that make it a little less likely to cause severe respiratory syndromes. Right. So with that in mind, I think it makes perfect sense to move to a annual vaccine booster strategy. And the other part of the FDA announcement is that you don't necessarily have to get those two shots three or four weeks apart to start. We do know from previous studies that there's some good degree of immunity, immunity that occurs after the first shot, even for people who have never been vaccinated. So, so getting two shots of Pfizer or Moderna or Novavax should not be a barrier to getting, quote, a booster or to get higher levels of immunity for individuals. Right. That's Dr. Michael Korn. Once again, you can learn more about all the great work that he and his team do and how you can participate in leading edge medical research by going to EncoreDocs.com. That's EncoreDocs.com. So, I mean, I know this is something the FDA has considered. They haven't issued anything yet. That's probably something that will happen in time for next fall. But as we sit here today, and if there's somebody driving around listening to us and they have not had a COVID shot in over a year uh, and they're over the age of 50, uh, what would you recommend? Well, as, as you and I have talked about, these things are circumstantial. So you mentioned being over 50, which is certainly a risk factor for more severe disease. Of course, if you're over 60 or 70, your risk goes up even further. And people in their 80s who get COVID have still a very high rate of being hospitalized and some will die from it. So uh, based on age alone, people over 50 are at higher risk. Mm -hmm. But people that have pre-existing conditions such as heart failure or lung disease or uh, asthma or diabetes or, or people who are uh, significantly overweight also have high risk factor status. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that those people should be feeling um, that, that it probably makes sense for them to go ahead and get their boosters. And of course, the other consideration is the people that you're with. So you may not be particularly high risk. Let's say you're, you're 50 years old, but you know, healthy as a horse, but you're with uh, an older grandparent uh, who's living in your house that may be at risk. So consider that if you take the vaccine, you're less likely to transmit the virus to somebody else. So there's a myriad of factors involved in that decision. And I get these calls from my patients all the time. And it's interestingly, I, interesting, I think the FDA is actually behind the medical community on this. I think a lot of physicians on practice are already telling their patients, use some common sense. Um, sure, get that yearly booster, but uh, you may vary that a little bit depending upon your individual circumstances. So do you think, Dr. Korn, we'll ever get to a point where in the fall, you know, you would just get a flu shot and it would include what you would need to stave off COVID? 
Absolutely. We're working on it as we speak. Uh, combination shots are something that I'm sure we'll see within, within the next two or three years, and we will have access to them in, in the research uh, community probably before then. So we have done already studies looking at combination of flu RSV, uh, looking at COVID RSV, looking at COVID flu. All those combinations mm-hmm. are, are in the works. And I, I think ultimately we'll have a flu uh, COVID RSV, three uh, sort of a, a three-pronged vaccine that will probably be protective during the cold and flu seasons. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the direction we're going in. But there's a lot of work being done for all those viruses. And indeed, uh, you have clinical trials going on right now that deal with flu shots and what may be the next generation of those. We do. Uh, we've talked about this before, but the the technology of, of developing vaccines has changed dramatically. And one of the, the wonderful things about the messenger RNA platform is you can very, very quickly change the vaccine. So using the traditional approach to making vaccines, it's a process that takes anywhere between a year and a half and, and three years develop a vaccine. And by that time, there may have been changes in the strain of the virus that you're, that's, more, that's most prevalent in the community, making the vaccine less likely to be effective. But with messenger RNA, you literally can make a new vaccine within weeks. And so it's much more likely that that platform will be more responsive to the needs of the community. Yeah. That's Dr. Michael Korn once again with Encore Docs. Uh, he's actually going to be hosting a very special event up in Jacksonville at the studios of WJCT. The um, NPR station up in Jacksonville. Talk to me a little bit about that. It's coming up, I think, uh, on February 3rd, a Friday, correct? Yeah, well, we like to do a lot of outreach. We like to give uh, patients in our community the opportunity to talk face-to-face with the physicians from the Encore Research Group and Jacksonville Center for Clinical Research. Uh, we have some you know, wonderful people uh, that will be very, very knowledgeable on the questions that they have. And of course, for this particular event, we're going to talk about what, what's on people's mind, which is how do I protect myself? What what vaccines do I need? Um, does it make sense? Am I at high risk? Are my kids at high risk? Um, what strategy is there? And also for people who are skeptical, we would invite them to come to ask their questions. Um, you know, there's a lot of noise about concerns about the vaccines, but what we do is actually look at the data with people. And we have quite a bit of data that we can look at and people can make an objective decision about what they want to do for themselves and their family based on this uh, information. So again, the WJCT opportunity is a face-to-face opportunity. You can ask me and others questions and, and dig in a little bit to your personal circumstances. Yeah, it's a great event. Uh, it takes place at the WJCT studios, which are literally across the street from where the Jags play at the Gator Bowl. And that event is going to take place. You really want to get there around 1130 Friday, February 3rd. They would like you to register in advance. You can do that by just going to WJCT.org, WJCT.org. And there's even going to be free lunch, Dr. Corin. Oh, my God. And if I if I do a good job at my lecture, maybe they'll give me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and the topic, by the way, is going to be a lunch and learn on does cholesterol still matter? And we've learned a lot uh, over the last several months with Dr. Korn about statins and their impact. And obviously, he does a lot of research in this area as a, an acclaimed cardiologist. He knows his stuff. So uh, I don't want to say most, but I guarantee you a lot of our listeners, you know, deal with cholesterol issues. So this is a good opportunity to learn a little bit more about what's going on inside our bodies. Right, doctor? Yeah. Uh, again, we have a, a myriad of different topics that come up during the, these um, these events in the community, and uh, it is Heart Month. So you reminded me of that. Oh, so yeah. probably the focus of the questions will be related to heart disease and ways of preventing heart disease, including how to treat your cholesterol and other lipids. Uh, we've certainly had conversations about lipid uh, mar- molecules such as lipoprotein little a and some of these newer. Um, 
uh, newer lipid uh, molecules that put people at extremely high risk that we now have a solution for. So that can be a point of discussion. So it'll be uh, an opportunity for people to address multiple different questions. But uh, because of heart month, we'll probably try to move it mostly in the cholesterol heart disease space. But we will certainly get our vaccine questions as well. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Well, the event, once again, Friday, February 3rd, you got plenty of time to register. You can do that easily. Just go to WJCT.org, click on the events tab, uh, and there you'll see Dr. Corrin's event that's coming up with his team on Friday, lunchtime, February 3rd, so you can get in and out of Jacksonville without dealing with much traffic. Highly encourage you to do that. Dr. Corrin, thank you for all your time this morning, and we'll chat again next Monday, okay? Sounds great, Kevin. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Med Evidence, the truth behind the data. Please hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on our weekly releases. 